You guys have had Ayrton Senna, Alan Prost, huge giants of the game, race for you and win championships for you, and you're running around celebrating a second and third? Peter. All right, everybody. Formula One, Silverstone, British Grand Prix, post-reaction. Well, that was an interesting Grand Prix and qualifying, wasn't it? Where, where did McLaren get this performance? That just came out of fucking nowhere. Like, I didn't even rate them in the top d 10. Like, they came from nowhere. Where the fuck did this pace come from? Guys, I'm always trying to do a prediction. I'm getting, I don't know, half of them fucking right. Barely. <laughs> but you know what? It's a great thing to actually to be surprised in this. We, we need that. We don't want to be, like, predicting every race. That would just get bloody boring, wouldn't it? I'm delighted that I'm wrong here. Um, and, wow, it was great to see McLaren. I mean, McLarens are giants of motorsport. But come here to me. What's with this 8th place trophy garbage celebrating when Zach Brown, they qualify and then he's, I mean, he's basically almost getting naked, running around the place, clapping hands with everybody, like, yeah, fist bumps everywhere. Guys, relax, you're McLaren. You're a standard. You guys have had Ayrton Senna, Alan Prost, huge giants of the game race for you and win championships for you and you're running around celebrating a second and third now yes be happy be pleased there's progression but you didn't win the race boys you didn't finish on pole position for qualifying calm down where's your standards here lads okay you're mclaren where's your standards I, I, I tell you guys, if I was racing for McLaren right now, and I saw my team actually running around like idiots, fist bumping each other and everything for a second and third, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I, I'd be embarrassed. I'm not joking you. I'd be embarrassed. Like, really, lads? You're happy with this? Like, you'd swear they just won the championship. So, the reactions now, lads, way over the top. Way over the top. Definitely be happy. Definitely be pleased because there's progression going. And I wanna it was a great result. Don't get me wrong, guys. It was a fantastic result out of nowhere for McLaren. But this whole fucking jumping around the place like they won the championship. No. They've got they gotta get their priorities right here. I'm telling you now. They've gotta get their fucking priorities right. You don't go running around like that like Barbie dolls. I was a bit disappointed, I have to say. Now, anyway, anyway, let's move this on. I don't want to be going on too much. So look, at the end of the day, it was good to see that McLaren have picked up some pace here. And hopefully this wasn't just a one hit wonder. Obviously their car is doing well at high speed tracks. I mean, Silverstone is a perfect example. So I think McLaren will be quite good at Spa as well. Spa, high speed track. I think they'll do quite well there, but look, Let's just see, because everybody's going to be bringing updates. They were trying to pin down, and to be fair to Sky Sports, they were trying to, you know, investigate, like, guys, you know, geez, Zach Brown, the, the main guy. Where did this pace come from? And, you know, they did say it was upgrades, and, oh, Jesus, that was one hell of an upgrade to, to come from. I mean, guys, nobody predicted this from McLaren. Jesus. It was incredible. And Piastri, Q1, 
qualified third, so you got Norris on second, Piastri third. I mean, I'm just looking at their qualifying times. Like Verstappen was a 26.7 in qualifying yesterday, and Norris was a 26.9, so he's two and a half tenths slower. Now, guys, that mightn't sound like a lot, but that's a hell of a lot. Two and a half tenths is lifetime in karting, Formula Ford, Formula 3, Formula 2, Formula 1. It's all the same. Two and a half tenths can be a mountain to climb. And believe you believe you me, you come in qualifying and you qualify second. And if you say, okay, where, where did the guy in first finish? Always oh, two and a half tenths ahead of you. Believe me, you're like, <laughs> I'm sorry, he's what? Two and a half tenths? Holy shit. So it's it's a big jump, guys. It really is. I mean, it just shows you that the, the, the dominance Verstappen and Red Bull have at the moment. It's incredible. Um, and hey... Before we get into the race, people are losing their minds over me. <laughs> people are losing their minds over my comments the other day about Perez getting slowed down by Red Bull. I'm sticking to the case here, guys. I'm not lying to you. I'm not trying to wind anybody up. I am literally speaking from the truth. They are slowing Perez down. Okay? They're slowing him down. He had a two, a second and a third at Austria. All of a sudden, he's nowhere again in Silverstone. Like, even in the race, his, I mean, where did he finish now? Let's just double check. Uh, he finished in sixth. I mean, guys, he was way off. You know, the Red Bull has the pace. There's no two ways about it. It's not like Adrian Newey. Oh, gee, I can get this, this car really well, Verstappen's car, but, huh. What am I going to do with the other one? Do you know what I mean, guys? And there's some people are losing their minds. But some people are like, Oh, fuck you, Peter. Fuck you. <laughs> guys, I'm not trying to wind anybody up. I'm just calling the way I see it. Okay? I'm calling the way I see it. And they've got a lot of work to do, Perez, and his, his, uh, his side of the garage. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, like, unless Christian Horner presses the button and allows him back up into the the squad. Because, guys, I can tell you this now, right? If Perez was getting the car, Red Bull would be one and two. Now, somebody came up came up with a good question the other day, right? And to be fair, it was a good question. Well, why would they slow Perez down? Right? Don't they want the Constructors' Championship? Absolutely. And it was, you know what? Very, very good question. And here's what I was saying, guys. Let's look at it, okay? I'm just bringing up the points now for the constructors, okay? The difference Red Bull have versus Mercedes. They can afford to slow Perez down and Verstappen to be their golden boy. Red Bull have 411 points. Mercedes are on 203. Like, we're sort of, we're at the halfway point here of maybe just over halfway, guys, of the, the season. They've got double the amount of points. They're good. Like, you can see the amount of confidence Red Bull have, guys, at Austria. Okay, do you remember on the second last lap, Verstappen comes back into the pit lane. He's got a 23-second gap in the lead. He comes back in. He risks everything because something could have happened, right? You know, they're taking off the wheel. The gun gets stuck into the bolt, right? And all of a sudden, they have a horrendous pit stop. Like, they risked that. And there was no need to take that risk. But, hey... Look, you know, for, for for all you Verstappen fans out there, it paid off, so fair play. 
fair play, but there was absolutely no need. But that just shows you the amount of confidence they have, guys, with Verstappen and the dominance they have this year. I mean, what, what is it? 411 points versus 203. So that's 208 points clear. That's one hell of a lead, guys. That's one hell of a lead. It's incredible. Really is, especially this this soon in the in the year. So to answer that question again to just double ch- confirm, guys. They can afford to mess around. Now they can slow they can slow them down anytime they want, and they can make them quick anytime they want again. It's not like Perez's bottle this, okay? Now I know all you Verstappen fans are very mad at me right now, okay? <laughs> but hey, guys, that's just racing, okay? People do get slowed down. It's as simple as that. Look at Perez's results this year. All of a sudden, he's just not performing. Now, in qualifying yesterday, they did make a mistake. So that was team and driver error. They put him out at the wrong time, etc., etc. But he didn't have the pace in the race today. He was nowhere near it. I mean, let's just look at it. I'm just going to check the... Where are we now? The race today. Perez was plus 12 behind Russell. Um, I mean, do, do we get, no, we don't get the, um, we don't get his fastest lap here, but, uh, I mean, guys, just monster performance. Now, let's look at the race. Let's look at the race. Monster performance by Verstappen today, just like I just said. Monster. I mean, now, it was good, though, wasn't it? The first lap. I mean, shit, man. Norris got a great start off the, uh, the line, didn't he? Jesus. I wouldn't be a huge Norris, uh, Norris fan myself. He's good. And, you know, he seems entertaining enough. But great, great result from him. Uh, you know, gotta admit, there's progression here. So, will... Well, we won't. maybe we won't go into it just yet. We'll, I'll, I'll hold off about talking about Hungary next, the next round. Great start, but again, you could see that... When Red Bull, uh, Norris was in the lead, Verstappen in second, and then Piastri was in third. You could see Piastri actually, you know, closing in on them. But it was only because Norris was holding up Verstappen. It it was as simple as that. Once uh, Verstappen just got, got up to speed, we could say... It was it. Game over. And what the hell were they doing in the in the uh, the lap, the pit stop, McLaren? You see, this is the difference, guys. This is the difference between winning and losing. And fucking running around like a Barbie doll, being so happy with qualifying. If they had the real winning mentality like McLaren should have, because they've got one hell of a reputation, so many race wins and so many championships behind them, they have to have that winning mentality again. Good old Ron Dennis is not there anymore. So, okay, look, you've got a new owner, but still, it's, it's fucking McLaren, dude. It's fucking McLaren. They're winners. Not second, third position dudes, you know? And here's what I mean, guys. They're second, they're pit stop in the race today. Now, maybe they, and, and I'll give them this, maybe they ran out of their tires, the soft tires. Maybe they went across, maybe they went over their, their limit of the soft tires. Have to double, maybe triple check that if we can find it somewhere. But guys, like, what they should have done is had a soft set on for the, for the race uh, after that pit stop. Because they went on hard, and Verstappen goes on soft. And I mean, when did they pit? I think they pitted, what, lap 33, as far as I remember. They all started coming in. 
So you can tell, like, the medium tyres went really good for, and solid, strong performance by all the medium tyres for 33 laps. So then there was, what, 51 laps, 52 laps of the race. So they had, what, uh, heavy mats, Peter, 18 laps for the soft tyres, right? So Verstappen counted, he went, okay, well, guys, this is easy. We've just done 32 laps with the mediums. 18 laps, soft tyres? Perfect. Let's do it. No problem. No problem at all. So, you know, why did McLaren go on hards? And I'm hoping I'm wrong here. And I hope that they actually did run out of soft tyres, but I don't think they did. I don't think they did. They should have enough. And that's would have been that would have been the key. I mean, when I saw Lando Norris come in, Verstappen was back on the track, I think, wasn't he, before him? And Verstappen's on the soft. I went, okay, McLaren, they're definitely going to go for the soft tyres this time. And what does he do? Come out in hard tyres. I went, all right, well, that's it. Game over. Now, I think it was game over anyway, with the, if they had the soft tyres on, even for McLaren. Okay, if McLaren had the soft tyres on versus Verstappen with soft tyres, I still think Verstappen would have, would have take, taken it anyway. Now, they still would have had a better chance if they, put, if they went on soft for McLaren. And they would have had a fighting chance, let's call it, okay, with the, with, up against the Red Bull. And I tell you guys, if they do have soft tires around, this is the fucking difference between winning and losing. Because if you're in your second or third, you're fucking losing, okay? You didn't take the top step of the podium. Simple as that. So, I was disappointed, I have to say now for that. Hamilton, he had quite a good race in fairness to him. Um, you know, third look, third position, it was okay. It was okay. They still got a lot of work to do, don't they? Mercedes. Like, they had that upgrade at uh, Monaco, wasn't it? And, you know, they had a bit of improvement, but, man, I don't know. I just think, like I was saying only a few rounds ago, guys, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, like McLaren, for instance, now this weekend, they had a good upgrade. It worked well, obviously. But the problem is, next round out in Hungary in two weeks' time, someone else could have another upgrade come in, and boom. And then they have the advantage. So... Quite a bit of it is timing as well. Um, now, timing, you still got to get your fucking upgrade up straight up as soon as you can. Um, and I'm almost wondering, actually, I was only talking about this with a couple of uh, guys who I used to know from drifting and racing. We were talking about Formula One, actually, during the, the we were watching it together. And we were talking about, like, the... Um, like, what, what, what's going on with, with some of these teams? Where's the funding coming from? Now, it's $150 million for the year, and there's a budget cap, but who's, who's looking out for this? Like, is the FIA, do they have a security guy at every single headquarters at Formula One? You know, is there somebody outside the McLaren headquarters, the Red Bull, Mercedes, keeping an eye on this? Because, like, this is close scrutiny, lads, here. Like, how are they going to be policing this? And I'm sure you can start bending stuff to your way as teams, you know, to get the performance. I just, I got a big question mark of how they're scrutinizing this, guys, because it sounds like a lot of work, number one. What? And you'd have to have a guy at the Formula One headquarters. Like, you'd have to have a guy there seven days a week. Do you know what I mean? And you'd have to have a guy sitting outside their garage at the race weekends and coming in, checking things out looking up the books, right? Having the accountant sit down there as well and having the team owners sitting there. I mean, sounds like an awful lot of work, man. 
Now, it's obviously not doing a Mercedes favor. They can't just throw money at the problem anymore. Um, and it's obviously working for Red Bull in crazily amount. And what are they going to do with these track limits, guys? I mean, the track limits here, I, I, I don't get why they're, they have all these ridiculous track limits. I mean, I was only talking about it in one of my other clips there a few days ago. The track limits are no good. Like, really what they should do is allow the cars and the drivers just absolutely piss over all the curbs, let the car drift over onto the white lines, let it all go. Forget these track limits. They're making too much work for themselves. Because they've, even in practice, they're watching the cars. Even in practice. And then they're disqualifying their lap. It doesn't count in practice. Like, who gives a shit about the practice? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't understand why they're doing it, guys. I really don't. Too much work. And they've got plenty of other stuff to be doing, trust me. You know? Let the cars just go. And what I like about having no track limits is that it actually allows the cars to open up more. So you'd actually see everybody push the cars, get as the quickest lap time out of them as much as possible. And the thing is, no one's actually gaining an unfair advantage with the track limits opened up because once any one car goes over the track limits, every other car is going to do the same. So everybody's got the same chance. Yeah, I don't understand it, guys. I really don't. Anyway, so anyway, it was a good race, in fairness. Um, I thought it was quite entertaining, I have to say, especially because I, I, like, I was really paying attention to the pit stops. I was like, okay, well, you know, like, fuck it. I was thinking, now, to be fair, I was thinking they might have come in at lap 28, but they came in at 32, 33, the main big boys. And it was interesting to see now, and it, like you can see now, the medium tires, they really go for a long time. And even the soft tires, I mean, Verstappen, he comes out with the fastest lap again. So he, he, he rakes in the 25 points for the win plus the fastest lap. So he walks away with 26. Um, so, I mean, really, the, the tires, man, that they are, they're really solid. I gotta, gotta admit, they're very, very solid. So it's, um, it's gonna be interesting to see now. I mean, Alonso, Jesus, let me have a look at the result again. Where did Alonso, Alonso finished in seventh? I mean, Christ. You see, this is what I'm on about, guys. You know, like, I was even only saying this to you there a few weeks ago that, yes, they had a great balance in the car, and they still do, but their car suits small, uh, slower speed tracks like Monaco. Hungary, I think, was gonna be, is going to be interesting for... Yeah, let's talk about Hungary. Alonso, I think he's going to do quite well there. Good balance. It's like a karting track. A lot of the, the drivers say that. It's very like a, uh, a karting track for them. So there's, there's not huge high-speed... Uh, parts of the track the main straight is quite long so they'll do a bit of a speed but the problem is you've got a lot of downforce on the car so they're not going to be opening up the cars at a huge rate so uh, Hungary is very very much getting as much mechanical grip as possible with aerodynamic grip so the wings will be will be way open uh, sorry, not way open, but way down, should I say. They'll be getting as much aero, aerodynamic grip as they can. Um, and I think Alonso could do quite well. I think for Alonso, like these guys, they got really... This is one of their chances coming up, I, I do think. I do think. Now, But you can see it today. He finishes in seventh. I mean, he's had a couple of podiums already to this year, Alonso and Aston Martin. And then he's in seventh in Silverstone. But again, it just goes to show the different types of track make 
the behavior of the car behave differently. Silverstone, very high-speed track. Uh, I didn't even mention Alonso in my prediction, even though the Ferraris, Jesus Christ, where the hell were they, man? Fuck, where the hell were they? Ninth and tenth? You kidding me? Ninth and tenth, Jesus Christ, man. Some, somebody's got to step in here, man, with Ferrari. I don't know what they're going to do, man, because, I mean, I, I was actually putting them in my second and third favorites for this weekend, pretty much. Um... Because they had a win last year. They had some upgrades that they had just a few weeks ago to suit high-speed tracks. So I genuinely thought that they'd have some result at least to be on the fucking podium or something. But ninth or 10th, guys, they, they got to really go back to the drawing board here and sort out what's going on because this, can't, this isn't acceptable for a Ferrari. It's just not like... Jesus. Um, Mercedes, uh, Williams Mercedes. Albon in 8th. Now, I wouldn't pay too much attention to the practice guys, even though he was up in, you know, second, I think, was he? Did he even lead one of the practice sessions, I think? He may have. Um, but anyway, he was like second, third in the practice sessions. But I wouldn't pay too much attention to that, because obviously, look, he was in second and third, but then when it really comes down to it, he finishes in eighth, you know? Um, so it, you, you can never judge, really, how fast a driver and team is going to be based on practice you can get an idea of course but you know just goes to show but hey there's some progression from williams which is good to see good to see i mean they're another legendary team loads of championships behind them loads of race wins behind them so i you know i hope they can they can kick it into gear and they are definitely coming along perez in sixth position today well I don't know what's going to happen there, buddy, with this, because it's not looking good for Perez right now. It's just not. Russell in fifth position today. Well, not the greatest of results, but look, hey, it was fifth. They, he, got, he walks away with 10 points. Piastri, obviously, very, very good result for him. Well done to McLaren for that. Uh, fourth position, obviously, they would have loved to get on the podium today. And I'd say they're probably kicking themselves over that. Hamilton, a third position today. Not a bad result. Not a bad result. Considering the Red Bull and McLaren were so quick this weekend. There's no doubt the McLaren was the second quickest car out there. No doubt about it. Uh, Lando with his second position. Good result. Solid progression. I think you'd definitely be going into Hungary quite confident now. Now then again, it's a totally different track. And do they have the chops for slower speed tracks? Like Silverstone ultra high speed huge aerodynamic build you need on the car can they do it for hungary that remains to be seen now i'll obviously be back again with my uh post reaction uh, uh sorry pre-race reaction and preview for hungary in the next few weeks anyway but um it remains to be seen about Norris. i gotta say verstappen well dominant weekend for him again um, in fairness, he wasn't under that much pressure, you know. I think he definitely got a shock to his system when um, when Norris got him at the start. Because I, I would think, you know, and I know, believe me, I've been in this situation before. You're all of, all of a sudden, you're sandwiched between two teammates. You know, he was, Lando was leading, Verstappen second, and then Piastri in third. You're in a sandwich between two McLarens. You're thinking, oh, shit, what's going to happen here? You know, not dirty driving now, of course, but... 
you know, it'd be like, oh god, oh god, what's gonna happen here, man? Because, like, I'm surprised, actually, Nars didn't defend his line more with Verstappen. Now, it was good, clean racing, which is good to see. Um, but definitely would have would have just got stuck in a little bit more, you know? Hold him up. Get Piastri on Verstappen's ass. Hopefully, then, if I can hold up Verstappen, Piastri's gonna go for a lunge make a move and get into second. Now all of a sudden we've got two McLarens holding up the Red Bull. You know, it's a bit of strategy that could have been in play there, but look, hey, it didn't work out, unfortunately. But look guys, it was a great result, so let's close this off today. And uh, definitely we're gonna be back again very, very soon with the reaction, uh, I sorry, the, uh, the, uh, the preview for Hungary in two weeks time. Looking forward to it already. Uh, I think Red Bull and Aston Martin are going to be up there. I think they are. Um, I hope Alonso's going to, going to do the job in Hungary. But uh, anyway, we'll go into that in more detail the next day with, um, with the Friday before the, the race. So guys, I'm going to love you and leave you. And uh, if you're watching me on YouTube, love you all, guys. And thanks for listening if you're listening on audio. And we'll speak again. Take care.